Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One artist. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. That's quite a voice you've developed there. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. There you go. Well, I was, I was, you know, trying to be, you know, upbeat and happy voice, and Okay. I and went, then you decided screw all that. I went I went into gonna, Frank Miller I'm voice. It'd be weird. Was that Frank Miller voice? It's Frank Miller voice. I was gonna say is that sexual Tyrannosaurus voice? No, I can't do a Jesse Ventura. I, I wish I could remember the comedian that does that amazing Jesse Ventura impression. It's the funniest thing ever. James, you just have to sound like you have tobacco in your mouth at all times. James Adomian. Okay, so you of course you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> of course. From that rough description. He does a great one. He's, oh, it's amazing. It's so funny. <laughs> he's on a, one of the Andy Daly podcast pilot project episodes. He appears. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. These, 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 these comedians and their podcasting. Here it it's is. like people enjoy funny things and things that are free. <laughs> they, they love both of those things. God to, damn. Together, internet. especially. The hell's wrong with you? With me? Right now, my Talk. head hurts a little bit. Okay. I'm sorry. You mean you mean to come uh rub your head? No, it's all right. I'll go to Patch sleep. Patch your tummy. I'll go to sleep, I'll be fine. Okay, that's probably a good idea. After we finish this though. Okay. Not- Speaking of finishing this. <laughs> oh oh yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> hey listeners. Handsomites. <laughs> You're there. Hey, how's it going? Welcome. This is not just us talking. Well, not ju- not just. Yeah. That is that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exchange of ideas, mm-hmm. all that stuff. The and meeting noi- of the minds and noises, it's random and noises. We're good at. Oh, there's your little your little cowboy hats up there now. I see it. Uh, there it is. There. I'm, I'm I have logged into Google Drive. Now I can see what you're what you're talking about. Yep, you can. Mm-hmm. So you ready to talk about some comics? I am always ready to talk about comics. Here, here, amen, hallelujah. Those are all those words. Just that, raise the Freddie Mercury I fist. Was, I was going to say, that's a Freddie Mercury fist. No one can see it. It's a shame. Uh, it is. It's a shame. You saw it. It's for I, you. I appreciate that. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's go into some weekly floppies. Mm, that noise. Start, start talking about comics before our Freddie Mercury fists you some more. Uh oh. Weekly <laughs> floppies is part of the show. Eric and I will uh, take a look at some of the week's books, tell you buy or do not buy them. Uh, this week is a little oh, a, a little strange one because uh, we did one Marvel book and one DC book, and then we did uh, some uh, some indie books because uh, Marvel DC were pretty pretty scant on anything I, I looked. That was not. I mean, we read one DC book and it's a Convergence book, and I mainly got it picked it just because it has Hawkman in it, and I don't think we've read a Hawkman book before. 
and there may there may be some good reason for that. <laughs> Before we're getting ahead of ourselves, our first mm-hmm. book, first book of the week is Infinite Loop, number one, written and lettered by Pierrick Collinet. And it's illust- quite a name. Um, yeah, illustrated and colored by Elsa Char- Charretier. Those are my best guesses on both those names. I uh, didn't know much about this book from. I just saw the cover. It looks really pretty. And uh, it's something about time travel and et cetera, et cetera. So I thought we'd give it a shot. What do you think about this, Eric? What did you? What are your thoughts overall? Hmm. I want to like it more than I do. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not horribly drawn. It's not horribly written. Something about it just feels a little bit clunky and heavy handed. Uh, particularly in the part where they're complaining about just complaining about society, I felt was a little, a little bit messy and I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that, but I don't know. It, it, it felt like it was dwelling a little bit too much on the wrong moments. It, it, it feels like it's got a lot of good elements and isn't quite pulling it together right. So I'd say at at best it's falling just kind of flat for me. Yeah, I really like how it looks. I, I like mm-hmm. I like the art style. I it in like you, what you said. I, I agree. It feels like I should like this more than I do. Mm-hmm. Like literally, there they have a a foot race through like seven different time periods, mm-hmm. and it's and it's fairly dynamic. It, it's laid out in an interesting way. Uh. I don't. I don't know how. I. I feel like. I. It feels like there's promise here. Mm-hmm. And I. It just. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's the first issue, and there's a lot of stuff to try and lay out here about who these people are and what their role is, and then and what the actual book is about in a certain way. It does feel like it's not as tight as it could be. Yeah. But I still. I still say I like it enough to say buy it. Maybe I'm a buy mush meter like a three in there. I would check out a couple more issues and then, and you know, see if I like those as well. I, it's, it, I, I feel like there's enough there that I could do go to a two and then from there see if I like it. Maybe we'll see what two is mm-hmm. if it's better. I, I, I'm right there on the edge. Like I'm almost saying do not buy, honestly. Mm hmm. Um, but I think on promise alone, I mean, this could be a really neat book. I'm going to go full on mush on this. I'm, I'm going five out of five, but that's that. So this is like a very, very reluctant buy, huh? Mm, Yeah. I mean, I would say I'm sure some of it is to taste. Mm. Like, I don't think I can't identify anything particularly that's like structurally wrong with it or anywhere where the art really bothers me. I, it just feels like it, I should be engaged more with it than I am, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting enough. I, I like how it looks enough that I would go to a second issue. And I think anyone out there, take a look at it and see where you're at. I mean, that's, this is not first. I was, I'm in the middle, right? Right. As much as, possibly sitting on the fence as I can, but I'm definitely a buy. Mm-hmm. I, I at least for it's interesting. So that's if you're a five, I'm a three. We'll give us a four. Mm-hmm. We do some math. The, yep, math. Yep, there it goes. Math equals four. Mm-hmm. So we're we're a buy, but a mushy. Mushy four. That's a pretty high on the mush meter. But 
No. Pretty high. Look at the previews, and that's what I did. I said it looks interesting, and it is. I, I'm I'm gonna bet that two that issue two is better than this one. If it's not, I'll probably you know be off of it. But so, double buy Mushmeter four. We need like a robot that reads Mushmeter numbers. Well, I just intrigued you. Just I just said the word robot. It, the the word robot does get my attention. Uh, next up, our sole Marvel book of the week. It is Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number four, which has an awesome like Marvel vs. Capcom style cover. Right, uh, it does. Sprite, a spritey cover. Uh, Squirrel uh, fights Galactus, sort of. Uh, they have discussions about gender, gender neutral pronouns. Mm-hmm. I like that uh, she's like trying to call him out on it. It's like, whatever, it's your language. Yeah, it's like I can't help it that the English language is is, is inferior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some true stuff right there, guys. It's true. Uh, I I I think we say this every time, but I this is delightful. I I I have so much fun every time I read this book. It's a, it's in that I fun is like perfectly encapsulated. I really enjoy fun. Fun's fun's pretty important in a comic book. I think mm-hmm. they can't they can't all be about. Uh, Drug addicted rapists. No, they cannot. Unbeatable Squirrel is about uh people in squirrel suits and uh yep. getting uh collector edition Galactus cards straight mm-hmm. from and Galactus. failing and, and failing to be computer scientists. <laughs> it's compilers. Compilers are important. Something about compilers. Sure. Compile things. Compilers. Just compilers. say compi- say, comp- say compilers <laughs> one more time. Just just keep writing the word compilers down. That's your notes. Nope. That's what you're supposed to get out of this lesson. Compilers. Compile oh. things with compilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't read the credits on this. I, I Written by Ryan North. Art by Erica Henderson. Uh, where do they put the credits at the end, of course? They always make it hard. Trading card art by Chris Giarusso. And colors by Rico Renzi. Letters by Clayton Cowles. But, uh, it's a fun book. It, it's... Mm-hmm. Ryan North knows how to write like a fun, funny comic. He's very good at that, and I'm I'm on board. I subscribe to this officially this week. We get every mm, issue. It's good. Yeah, but I'm a buy. That's not clear. Uh, you're you're kind of an an idiot if you do not buy this book. She takes him to a planet filled with acorns. <laughs> that's so stupid. It is, but it's great. But that's good. Yeah. So you you know you know why I mean you saw the notes right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna say I can't be the only person. I'm just want to say compilers more. Compilers. Compilers. We say it enough times. Grace Hopper. It just loses meaning. Mm-hmm. See if they had named it after Grace Hopper, they could have called it a Hopper. They would put your code into the Hopper. It'll compile it. So wait, why don't we just call it a compiler? Robbie's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> just let you. Uh... The cat with a uh, calming collar going a little bit crazy. Yeah, it's a real problem. When the calming collar does not calm your cat, I don't know, man. All you can do is drug him. That's what I'm, that's what we're doing. Yep. Next issue. Harvey's uh, tripping balls here. Uh, Harvey the cat. Not... I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. He's he's doing something. It's calming. Uh, next up, Captara number one. That's uh, Chip Zdarsky and Kagan McLeod are creators. They aren't. They don't specify titles for them, but Chip Zdarsky wrote it, and Kagan drew it with 
Becca Kinsey on color assist, uh, Drew Gill on production, Thomas K on editing. Uh, this book is bananas. That is putting it mildly. But I, I still liked it a lot though. It's completely I insane. I, I liked it. I think that it's got some problems. What are those problems? Mostly, well, mostly I just think that there's way too much, uh, before they get to the alien world because it's really clear that that's what this is about. And I don't know, I don't know how important it was to establish these other characters only to make us feel the danger is real. I, I don't know. I think they're going to come back around to him. Maybe. I don't know what he's doing. I just, um, I like Zdarsky. I just sort of don't see him as like the master class writer that he needs to create all these characters. And I don't even know what. Basically, this whole first part, I did not care for. But then it was Danny Pudi being in Eternia. Yeah. Be, being in He-Man world. Mm-hmm. That's what this book is. Yep. It is It is the guy from Community is in He-Man world. Sort of. That, yeah. that is that is what I'm reading here. It's not, that's not inaccurate. There is certainly... And a giant space moose uh, kills a guy that looks like Chip Zdarsky. Rips him in half. Like, like hero Chip Zdarsky. Mm-hmm. I really like the art. Especially, the yeah, it's alien. really, it's really excellent. It's really, really beautiful. Really, really nice looking. Space mooses. Mm-hmm. Follow your dreams. Mm-hmm. Skull Thor. I was about to say, I'm looking at that too. Skullther. Mm-hmm. Just one word, Skullther. 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 Uh, skull. Skull Thor. But there's no, there's no hyphen there. I never said there was. Dartor, Prince of Endom. <laughs> so weird. This book is so effing weird. It's very strange, but I, it exceeded my expectations. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's weird as hell. I like the art a lot. Mm-hmm. I am, I want to see some cat tanks as promised. Well, that's in what the I'm saying. Issue. Why are, why are we delaying? Because like two thirds of this book is being in a spaceship Probably. looking at boring stuff. Probably just to set up a status quo to, just so we can understand the disruption of it. Maybe it may make it may make more sense in context of the rest of the arc. Yeah, but it really hindered it for me. I just kind of wanted to get right to the meat of the thing. Eh, it didn't bother me that much. Fair enough. I didn't know what I was getting. I like I had no idea what this book was about. I just was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's Chip Zdarsky, weird, probably going to be crazy as hell. It's his creator own book. So, okay. so I was like, yeah, look at it. But I'm a buy. I like it. I the it's. Bye. Good. Good book. It's a, it, it, it is a good book. I can de- I can say bad things about it, but it is not a bad book. No, it's, it is a it is it is a good book. So double bye. So next up, it's in here somewhere. Oh, it's probably under thrilling adventure hour. Mm-hmm. For, but of course, of course, why would they make it just two words when they could make it five or six? Um, this is thrilling adventure hour beyond belief number one. We had previously read the uh, Nevada Sparks tie-in book to uh, mm-hmm. to Thoroughly Adventure Hour, and this is the other of the two, of the duo. And this is Beyond Belief, uh, written by Ben Acker, Ben Blacker, pencils uh, by Phil Hester, inks by Eric Gapster, with Ande Parks, colors by Mauricio Wallace, letters by Marshall Dillon. This is the following the two alcoholic 
uh, a couples, a couple that is alcoholics and high society beating up mm-hmm. ghosts and, and supernatural things. Um, in the podcast, it is, they're very, it's, it's Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster playing these two parts respectively. And it's very built on them, like doing very quick back and forth dialogue, like pap, 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 like rapid fire, you know, cle- being clever. And I wasn't, I don't, I did not know how they're going to capture that in a comic book. And plus I was very interested in seeing Phil Hester do the art. Hmm. They basically did just, he just did model them completely after both Patrick Brewster and Bob Tompkins. He's just, this guy's a slightly more, he's a more muscular Paul F. Tompkins. What do you think about this? Do you like this? I don't think I do. I mean, it's not, it's not a terrible book. I just think there's something about these concepts and the way that they write these that I just do not enjoy it. It's by no means a bad comic book, but I just find it kind of insufferable. (laughs) Yeah, I the podcast itself is it's a love or hate it kind of thing. It's Mm -hmm. it's like either it hits your funny bone the right way and you get it or you're like, this is trite. This is not this is such a put on like because they are clearly going after that kite that like radio plays, radio drama feeling from like the thirties or forties, mm-hmm. but then putting the like, no, but now it's in modern, it's modern day, but you know, like they're trying to do th- multiple things. And I like this, but I think if I wanted this, I would just go to the podcast, which I can easily do. It's free. Yes. And I, I don't, I think the podcast does this better. There, and there's nothing wrong with the art at all. Uh, I, I, Mm-mm. It's it's good, but I don't think this captures the same. Like I enjoy the podcast. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I listen to it from time to time. I think this is fine. I I would say if you're a huge fan of the podcast, you'd probably like this a lot. But I'm just an okay. I'm just a kind of a fan of the podcast, and I think this is fine. But I I, I would say I'm a, a do not buy. Simply, I don't think it's necessary. Mm. Like, I don't think it does anything that the, I mean, the art is nice, but there's plenty of great looking comics that are like horror themed. Like, uh, I would probably read Afterlife with Archie before I read this if I wanted like a funny horror book. So do not buy, even though I like it. Yeah. It's strange. It's strange that I'm saying that because I do not, I don't not like this book. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I feel the same way. Like there are people out there that this could work for, but there are better comics to spend your money on. Even yeah. Phil Hester, I swear. Yeah, I was, but so double do not buy. Even though I don't know, you guys can you hear what we said? Mm-hmm. So there's nuance there. Yeah, you can figure it out. Our uh, binary system is binary to us. What's what's a three? Is that a tertiary? Yeah, tertiary. After system. after after binary. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So our last book of the week. Our, our only DC book of the week is Convergence Hawkman, number one. I'm so glad we read this. <laughs> Let me find the credits. There it is. Written by Jeff Parker, pencils by Tim Truman, Enrique Alcantena on inks, John Calise on colors, Dave Sharp on letters. Um, Hawkman and Hawkwoman are both in this. Um, I I don't know what they're fighting or uh, what they're... Horrible, like, mutant bird monkeys yeah 
Actually, it looks like um, it looks like the villain in bird form in uh, Spirited Away. Mm, yeah, they're weird hawk things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I don't know. I don't know who this comic is for. Are there that many Hawkman fans out there? I hope someone likes him. I mean, I like the idea of him. He's a dude with wings mm-hmm. who hits people hits people with a mace. Yeah, like it's, it's pretty not, good. It's not that complicated. I, but there's just, I don't know. It, man, that's exactly. that, that noise is how I feel about this. <laughs> I can't be bothered. I thoroughly enjoy the artwork though. Mm, yeah, it's good. I, I enjoy it quite a lot. It makes me think of, um, what's his name? P. Craig Russell? What? Yeah, it is P. Craig Russell. Did, uh, some art for Sandman, also Fables. He did the um, the Baghdad one shot story. Ah, it's Sandman. Something about the ink the inking makes me think of him. It's really very nice. I don't know. It's the only draw to this book in in my eyes. It's uh, it's not good. Like I think like this is th- this is like. If my mom was going to describe a comic book to someone, this is the book she would be describing. Mm-hmm. It is very it's comic not, booky. Yeah, it's not a good book at all. Yeah, and I generally like Jeff Parker. He writes mm-hmm. generally like fun, adventure comics. Mm-hmm. And this is not that really. I don't know. I, I I don't know what can. I have no idea what constraints are put upon these writers when they're giving these convergence tie-ins. Yeah, like. Okay, you have this these characters at this time period, and they have to be inside of a city. So I don't, I don't know what I don't know what, but I'm a do not buy. Yeah, I almost want to say buy it just based on the strength of the art, which I just want to reiterate. I really do love, but it it is not noteworthy in any way. So I don't recommend you buy it either. So yeah, don't buy it unless you love Hawkman. If you're one of those, one of those people, one of the one of those hockeys. Oh, did I read? I don't think I read anything else this week. I'm so far behind mm. to catch up. I guess so. Do you want to talk about the Joker here, Eric, or do you want to wait till next time? No, we can talk about it and checking in. I think. Okay. Well, well, did you read? Happen to read anything else this week? I'm not seeing anything else that I managed to read. No, I can't remember anything else either. I have a stack of comics that I need to catch up on. Uh, some book that's drawn by Afu-chan, which is a artist that I followed on DeviantArt for a while. Very, very talented. I never read the book. It's just sitting around. I have two or three issues. Yeah, I bought a uh, bought a comic that was Kickstartered. Mm-hmm. I need to read that. It's like a, apparently, it's, let me see if I can find the title. That would be good, eh? Hey. I have a clue what it is. Second Quest. Okay. It's basically a kind of a Zelda inspired, but from the female perspective. Cool. Yeah. So it looked really pretty. But I have a PDF. Get the hardcover soon. Uh, but yeah. Without further ado, I think we j- jump on over to checking in. Mm-hmm. Checking in is part show. Eric and I talk about what we've been up to during the week. Uh, you know, just tell you guys. You know, things you should check out mm-hmm. or avoid. Yes, if we're definitely. Feeling, if we're feeling particularly spiteful. It happens frequently. 
Don't go to Target on Orange. <laughs> Don't go to Target. No, I can't. I go to Target way it's too fine. much to say that. Uh, Eric, what have you been up to? How's it going? How's your life? Mm, you at my life is just ducky. Chucky ducky. Do you know what happened? Oh yeah, Chucky I don't know ducky. what that means. Chucky ducky quack quack. Whatever, crazy. I don't know what the hell you're saying to me. <laughs> drink and draw. Is that what you're going to say? I was going to talk about drink and draw, and now you've done it for me. I do, not do you, really. Do you, do you I wanna, used the do you, words. Do you want to? I was going to say, do you want to talk? Tell me about drink and draw. The I could the tell, club that you host. Want me to describe that one picture I saw? I could do that. Did you see the picture of me? No, I didn't. Brendan, Brendan from your wedding, you mm-hmm. know, the aforementioned Brendan from mm-hmm. your wedding yep. came to drink and draw because I, I shamed him into coming to shamed him into coming to drink and draw, have this power. Good. But uh, at some point I was talking to the proprietor of Cafe Hay where we have the drink and draw. And I said, man, this music, it's too classy. I feel like I'm in Fallout 3. So he drew a picture of me saying, I feel like I'm in Fallout 3. I recommend you check it out. Okay. I thought that was funny. But yeah, Jesus Christ, it was such a good event. Like 25 people showed up. It's quite a showing. Yeah, that's a big turnout, particularly like we filled almost every table at at Cafe Hay. It was pretty great. It was, uh, I don't know, it was definitely a good scene. We're getting a lot of cool people showing up. People are saying, you know, thanks for doing this. And I'm just... I don't know. I'm just pleased as punch. Could not have gone better. No fist fights broke out. Oh, too bad. I did get to tell the story about the insane guy and the really bad venue when we had drink and draw back in 2012. Which one so, is that? You don't know the story. I can't. T- I cannot tell this whole story. It's too long. Okay. Well, I'll about the about the insane guy that came and was like punching the table. And he was like scaring like my my uh, my ex girlfriend and my friends, and he's just like being a complete douchebag. He's the only person that we've ever asked to uh, to leave the group because he was just way too insane. That did not happen this weekend. It was good. That is good. Mm-hmm. It's best best when that doesn't happen. Oh yes. It was more than drink and draw, though. Unfortunately. Uh oh. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, got caught up with uh, my old friend, Mr. Netflix. Uh-oh. He's <laughs> just so... <laughs> Have you ever watched any of the uh, any of the House of Cards? Are you still not... I have not, not... watched it. I haven't even finished Daredevil. Uh, man. What the hell, dude? I got things. Liar. I got a house to make it look like You have a house garbage. to house? Got a house to house. Got a house my house. You do. <laughs> Well, there's a new season of House of Cards came out quite some time ago. I haven't watched much of it, but it's good. Mm. It's, it's uh, I don't know. Kevin Spacey's the president. And things are not going well. Ooh. <laughs> I That's the only thing I've heard about it. Oh, Kevin Spacey's president. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, that's he's not in season one and two. No. But he is in season three. And it's also pretty good. Good. I could talk about other things, but I think that's enough. Is that enough? Yeah. I recommend you you don't say anything, though. About what? About anything. House of Cards? Just stop, just stop talking. So, well, again, <laughs> one of us, only one of us talking for a podcast isn't necessarily a good thing. Mm. Believe it or not, that was 
that was tr- that was a segue. You're supposed to say whatever. Screw you. I'm oh, gonna talk about. Oh, I'm okay. going to talk about this. You got to be more clear. I'm a dummy or a dumby, uh, as you like to say. A dumby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're a whole different level of stupid today. <laughs> we are. It's late on a Monday. I know. I think I, I've been very lethargic today as well. In addition to drink and draw, I also went out and did karaoke. So I'm. I, I have no energy. I actually hurt myself singing Viva Las Vegas. Jesus. I figured you would find that funny. You're, you are correct. <laughs> so, I, I, I actually have thing. I, I did not get married this weekend, so, uh, I, uh, or, oh man. So I didn't have to, I had time to do other things. I've got like half a year before anyone else gets married. This is, this is going to be good. I can actually take a reprieve from all you fucks. <laughs> we, uh, I went to a, I don't want to call it a stand-up show because mm-hmm. the, the performer himself doesn't like to call it that. Uh, I went to a, I guess it, it's close, I guess closest in tone to a Henry Rollins style spoken word performance story, storytelling. Which I think are, arguably you could call that stand up as well. Yes, I agree. But the, uh, I went and saw Mick Foley, the uh, former professional wrestler, uh, uh, known as Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, is all, uh, all his characters. Also, God. Yep, Foley is God, and or good, mm-hmm. and or both. Mm-hmm. He's uh, a good God. I've saw I've seen him once before uh, down down south. I saw him in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, but this time it was at Full Sail University because it was being taped for the WWE Network. It's actually airing this Wednesday. By the time you hear this, it probably, if it's, you're not listening to this today, it's released. It will be already up on the WWE Network for your consumption. Uh, it was uh, really good. It was actually a lot, his performance is a lot tighter than it was when I saw him. And maybe it wasn't even maybe a year ago I saw him in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, it was, he really like ham- he really good segues like it was re- and really funny like he and he's a really great storyteller like he always was a great great on the mic and it really has just kind of been a transition from him to being a wrestler now he's just he's a uh, stand up if you want to call him that uh but the also really interesting thing is good old Jim Ross JR opened for him and i had hmm. never i never seen JR in person before it was really cool uh he, I could listen. Uh, I went with a friend, one of the other Eric's, and mm-hmm. and he's like, I could just listen to Jr. talk forever. And I'm like, I could too. It's just, and if you're a wrestling fan, yeah, pretty much all of us revere that that uh the announcer, and you can just hear him talk about driving a blind wrestling promoter around in his in his youth. <laughs> going to uh, he told a story about how he was the chauffeur for this blind wrestling promoter. And uh, he got in the car, and there was a big pistol on the dashboard. And the guy, and he, he's like, "What? Well, what's the gun for? What are we gonna do with that?" He's like, "Oh, we're driving to Shreveport, Louisiana. We're gonna kill Ted DiBiase." Holy God! <laughs> so it's just kind of, you know stories like that. It's very, it's a lot of wrestling stories. But I eat it. I eat it right up. It's really good. It was a really fun evening of uh, stand up. But Mick Foley and Jr. I think that Mick Foley tours a lot more than Jr. does. Uh, but if, uh, it probably helps to be a wrestling fan, but 
the way he's doing it, like he's uh, Kim went and saw uh, him with with me in uh, before, not this time. She thought it was okay. I think she'd like it more this time. I think he's gotten a, he's been a, he's a better overall performer. He doesn't rely so much on the re- people's wrestling knowledge, like a more 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 uh, agreeable to a non wrestling fan. Although obviously most people there were diehard wrestling fans, so it doesn't really matter. Yes. And or girlfriends and wives of diehard wrestling fans. Other thing I want to talk about is a game, a video game. Oh my goodness, they make those for videos now. <laughs> they do indeed. Uh, I happened to buy it just before it went on sale on Steam, so that's great. Uh, that is always really satisfying, isn't it? I, spent I just an- paid $50 for this $6 game. Nice. <laughs> Well, luckily, I only spent like five more dollars than the, this on sale price. But it is, uh, it's called Nuclear Throne. I pronounced pronounced it well. I did. I I'm working uh, on it. Let me. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna email you a a, a Scooby snack. Awesome. Uh, it is a roguelike. It's still in early access, although it's a very tight game for early. I mean, it works fine. I ran into no bugs. Uh, I think it's mainly it's early access in there. They're adding content to it, but the core gameplay is is basically there. Uh, it is a roguelike um, sh- shooting game. I don't like it's you know like a top down shooter like Binding of Isaac or a shmup. Is that what they're called? Shmup. Sure. Uh, but it's it's kind of like I would call it a mixture of like Binding and Isaac versus Binding of Isaac and cross with uh, Hotline Miami. Just that mm. it's a very, very manic paced moving shooting game. Like Bunny of Isaac is slower paced. This is a lot faster. It, it basically, you're, it's after a nuclear apocalypse. You play as like a mutant. As you level up, you develop mutations that make you powerful. You start, you, and your character comes preloaded with a certain abilities. Like I, my go-to has been the chicken who it comes, mm. comes with a samurai sword and he can, as he is a chicken, he will, when he dies, you get another five to ten seconds of life before he actually dies. And therefore, you could maybe, maybe if you're lucky, run into health and come back to life. But every single different character has their own weird look and has their own weird mutations and abilities. It's a very, it's a very quick pick up, play for five minutes, you're done. You do, it requires no long term engagement. That's really what I've been in the mood for mostly this week. So just. Pop in as a chicken, cut some mutants in half of the samurai sword, get out. But I think it's it's. I'm not sure if the roguelite sale is still on, but even if it isn't, I think it's fifteen dollars at most. So it's not very expensive, and they and it's still uh, they're still adding stuff to it. So, but it's it's very. I if I I would spend the full uh, calling a complete game, I would not be able to tell the difference. So definitely recommend it. Neat. It's fun. You want to talk about it? Really does look insane. It is crazy. Oh God. We we had a lot of a lot of Joker conversations at Drink and Draw. Did you? We're very saddened. Yeah. So, guys, if I don't know how, if you are listening to this podcast, I don't know how you're not aware of it at this point. But the uh, Jared Leto first promo, official promo picture of of him as the Joker for Suicide Squad came out. Oh. I think I was I Twitter was all a buzz about it. My favorite was mm-hmm. this Joker definitely vapes, right? Yes, that that pretty much fits it. Fits the bill right away. Yeah. Tattoos? I I don't I'm not a favor. I didn't like it in All-Star Batman and Robin when he had a tattoo, the dragon. Mm, I didn't No, I didn't like it either. And I don't All right, so 
I mean, Joker would sit down, go to a professional tattoo artist, and have him just sit there for four hours at a time and draw all that shit on him. Mm-hmm. Mm. He might have a bunch of half-finished tattoos and a bunch of dead tattoo artists. Yeah, or I, he would do it himself, and it looked like garbage, and he wouldn't care. Yes. It'd be, it'd be prison tats with, like, a yes. needle. Yeah, black a ballpoint pen. Yeah. It's been, it's like, yeah. I, and it's, I don't know, like, I... I don't like that people are saying, oh, well, people are saying the same thing about the Heath Ledger Joker. I didn't say anything about the Heath Ledger Joker until I saw the movie because Heath Ledger mm-hmm. Joker didn't look idiotic. Yeah. This is like, I, I don't, hipster dubstep juggalo Joker. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to go see Suicide Squad. I'm not going to see it. I don't, this is, it's clearly not for me. What do you, what, what, what do you got over there? You, you, you okay? I'm good. Okay. This is it's just it's just very charming. I don't. You know what? It's going to be a real problem. Is uh, it's going to turn out that because they did sort of they have sort of retracted it and said he's not going to look like this in the movie. So it's going to come out. It's going to look completely different. You're going to be like, this is fucking bullshit. He doesn't have tattoos. He doesn't have he doesn't have his grill all slugged up. He doesn't have it damaged on his head. This is bullshit. Aside from the tattoos, I didn't have much of a problem with how he looked, honestly. The the, the teeth were really putting me off. I didn't mind the teeth, because that's a, a quick thing. What do you mean, a quick thing? Like, you just slip them on, the grill. Okay. I don't know. It just, I the, guess. You're, you're talking about, like, this being, like, d- the working for the character. Mm-hmm. I don't... Uh... I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Cause it, but the tattoos, like, at a... Like a logical rational level when you're thinking about like a joker character it just doesn't make sense i mean like aesthetically it it's it's fine but like it makes him look weird and that's fine but the character himself would never like his gang members would have those tattoos Mm -hmm. he would not have those tattoos the joker himself I just and now that they're if they are actually taking all that stuff back, I probably probably wasn't going to see it anyway, because um, that's it, I have bigger issues with that movie and as a whole, really. But uh, no, thank you. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Oh, there's not a whole lot that needs to be said about it. It has managed to distract us from Frank Miller's new book. Frank Miller's new book, I'm Going to Kill All Brown People. The Master the Race. Story. God. Yeah. It's the worst title. Who approved that title? Uh, Hitler. I did, yeah, really? Like, DC, they didn't just, like, did Frank Miller just call him at the press conference? Uh, it's called The Master Race. They're like, uh, uh, okay. No, they, they made art. There's art available that says The Master Race. Mm-hmm. So there's thought process going. I'm like, what? Who? Frank Miller, you're already on skating on thin ice with all that after Holy Terror. Maybe you want to bring back the the clear allusions nope. to genocide. Nope. nope. No. Okay. All right. Nope. And they also have not announced an artist, which makes worries me when it's coming out in the fall. You would think they'd have the artist lined up for that. It's kind of a big deal. No, we don't do that. <laughs> Just hey, Frank Miller, and with a uh, Azarello and no artist. I'm really, really interested to see where it's going to go. Oh, I'm sure it'll be. I uh, will be reading it if it's bad or good. Yeah, I mean, we did. We 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 haven't read Holy Terror, have we? No, we have oh not. Oh my god! Oh my god! 
I think we need to okay. in anticipation. It's it's about time we just had a full on bad nerd boy book club. It's been a while. It has been a while since we've had a full it's on. It's been it's been it's been probably since uh cuz I just listened to it. Uh, that was episode Robin? 40. Hmm. That was a long fucking time ago. Over a year. Yeah. So, you ready for some some book clubbing? I believe I am. You ready to go clubbing with me? I am ready to that that's that's my favorite kind of club. In the club, yep. the book club, yeah. You're going to be okay there? I was just letting you get it out of your system to see how far you'd go. So, time for Nerbo Book Club. As Eric, as Eric said, yeah. Yeah. Nerbo Book Club is part of the show where Eric and I will uh, sign along our collected work uh, for the week. We'll read it. Uh, you guys should read along with us. And then uh, we will discuss it in depth. What a book club. Except it's a comic. And this week, we are doing Daredevil Born Again. Uh, Frank Miller and David Mazzucchelli. Frank Miller writing, Mazzucchelli on art. Um, uh, this is 86. Uh, Frank Miller had been off Daredevil for roughly three years. And he comes back to write this story. With David Mazzucchelli doing the art. Re the team from Batman Year One. So, hmm. Mm, what are what are I think my high the things I, uh, I I the high level things I took away from this is uh, Dave Mazzucchelli is a hell of an artist. It's really nice looking, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Frank Miller has had problematic things in his writing for a long time. It's certainly not a new thing. It's just gotten come closer and closer to the forefront mm -hmm. as years have gone on. Because there certainly are some some things in this that are a little troubling response to treatment of women and female characters well they they can't feel pain <laughs> don't you know that i wasn't aware i didn't know they, they don't really like their brains don't really work well they're smaller you right know? the brains are smaller than men's brains yes exactly oh, so okay. there's less feeling there but uh this is uh obviously this is even more prescient because of the daredevil show on 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 netflix and uh mm-hmm it's not this is the content is this is not entirely cribbed to the the show but the tone is certainly is and all of frank miller's stuff is uh tonally very consistent with what they've chosen to do with the, the show for the most, uh -huh. for the most part at least um what are, what are, give me your, your your what what are the high points for you Eric? the high points mm -hmm. give me high points high points in the story or my takeaways both Okay, fair enough. Didn't expect you to say that. Wow. I'm totally unprepared. I, what, what has happened to Frank Miller? Because, I mean, anything, you could say anything problematic, you know, mm -hmm. about the content or the way he, he, he does this or this. Mm -hmm. Uh, because they're, all those hallmarks clearly are here. Um, but it just, it just has those hallmarks of someone that knew what they were doing. It's got that, that confidence in it, the nuance. It just works, you know, and pretty much every character with notable exception of every female character. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're really well thought through. He's really in their head. 
I had I had read this before, with the exception of the uh, first issue with Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Such a such a strange character. I was so weirded out. Did you get to Gladiator in the, in the Netflix series because he's in it? I think I I don't know if the, he ever plays a bigger part, but I saw the the character briefly. I saw Melvin Potter. They don't call him Gladiator, but mm-hmm. they call him Melvin Potter. They call him yeah. Yeah, I don't. But it's it's I don't know the if same comes, guy. I've I've seen it through episode nine. I, I, the last four to go. It seems like you should have you should have seen him by then. Yeah, I've I've seen Melvin Potter. I don't know if he ever becomes. I don't. I doubt he becomes the gladiator in for those last four episodes. But uh, yeah, it it just turns into a series about him. Oh, okay, all right, makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's plotted and dense, like so dense. Mm, it's very dense. It's almost like an Alan Moore story. Let's just it just tells you shows you how far comics have come from this time period. Like so decompressed now. Like mm-hmm. this would be fifty issues. It'd be so many. Yeah. They would stretch it out so much more. Like they, there's so much information that occurs on every single page, despite his, you know, how he feels about or how he writes female characters, you know, and violence and all that. Just the storytelling itself is so engaging and so, so skillful. Mm-hmm. And you don't know where that went. I mean, we already talked. We mentioned All Star Batman and Robin. Like that, it that feels like a parody of this. Yeah, it does. It's like a big joke. This is this is Frank Miller at his de- most dead serious. Mm-hmm. God, I love that that there is no corpse page. Yeah, there's lots of mine. Th- there there are some excellent moments. That's one of my favorites. I like it. The uh, the explosion when his apartment yeah. explodes. Oh yeah. But I I, I I'm David Mazzucchelli. I, I think a lot of people forget about him because. He didn't stay in superhero comics. He just kind of did this. He did it for a while, and then he kind of just went on and did, you know, whatever he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And but uh, that's the probably my biggest takeaway is, gosh, he's a he's a good artist. The guy, that guy, <laughs> the guy who drew this in uh, in Batman Year One, some of the best comics from the past thirty years. He's he's good at that. Every time does he only him. draw? Uh, does he only draw racism now? Only? I don't think he draws... No, I don't think so. I was just saying, is there something that infected both of them? Oh, no. Mazik, the stuff Mazzucchelli is doing now is just like very art house, whatever he feels like, I think. We have one of his... All about racism, right? No. No. Not about racism. Okay. That's Frank Miller exclusive. Okay. I think. So we've danced around a little bit. Karen Page. Yeah, not likable in this, is she? No, I not at all. You're not. I, I don't think you're supposed to like her. No, she is a weak woman that uh, causes all these problems for Matt Murdock, and then mm-hmm. he pr- then he ends up protecting her and caring for her. But she is not. I don't know. It's you get very nuanced from nuanced characterizations from all the different male characters. Like mm-hmm. Matt is different from Foggy. Is different from Kingpin. Is different from Ben Eric. Uh, female characterizations are you have the nun, mm-hmm. you have the whore Karen Page. Yeah, so that's 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 two. Yep, that's good. Yep, that's like two people that are kind of, that are different. That's pretty. That's not bad. Mm, you have that uh, the uh, the thug nurse lady. 
she's probably she's probably the most interesting female character in this book. She is is the superhuman strong uh obese She-Hulk. She's a, looks like a nurse. She's like it's the ridiculous. nurse from uh One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. A little bit there. I guess. Yeah, there's a little bit there. Not a not a not a bunch, but some. I don't know. It uh, that's the thing like Kingpin, not King. What am I saying? I was had Kingpin on the mind for a second. No, but uh, Frank mm-hmm. Miller, he's always Frank Miller, aka the Kingpin, the, the Kingpin, Kingpin of comics, the Kingpin of comics. <laughs> Secrets out. Uh, Don't say his name. He's always kind of done this with women. It's not new. I just he's got not he's gotten worse at writing comics and and drawing. I mean, he doesn't draw write draw anything anymore. Um, uh. But he's that's got a look like for the, that's for the best good, actually. Well, I, I, I have a feeling it's something to do with his health. Like he probably physically yes. is unable to draw comics. Yeah. I don't particularly want him to be unhealthy, but I don't like the way his comics look. No, but, uh, it's, it's always been here. So it's, I don't, when people say, I, I, I mean, I'm guilty of this as well in that, you know, it's, everyone thinks, oh, it's, well, it's after 9-11. He kind of did, you know, went a little bit, you know, terrorist crazy and it broke his mm-hmm. brain or whatever but it was there already like you can see it um well he's still doing it and it's 14 years later yeah you're correct well we'll that, see maybe that, the master race will be a return to form right eric uh, i'm going to assume no that it's going to be fucking insane yep that's my either that assumption either that or azarello is going to be a miracle worker and is going to rein him in that's the only hope I would have for it, is that somehow, I mean, I don't even like, I'm not a huge fan of Azrael, but at least he's mm. like a sane person. Yes, I, I, I have respect for him. Yes, I, he's, he, he knows how to write a comic, so that mm-hmm. gives him a step up on Frank Miller present day. Yeah. Uh, we get our old buddy Nuke. Nuke's here. Still talking about our boys. Our boys! Our boys. Our boys. Why did Frank Miller never have an extended run with Captain America? Jesus seems, Christ. It seems like he wanted to. Yeah. Of course, Cap's pretty good in this. He is. I, he has the voice that could command a god. He does. He does. That's pretty good. Like, that's another one of those. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about Kingpin a little? I love the Kingpin so much. Yeah. He's a little... He's, he's, he's mustache twirly evil in this book. He is indeed. It presupposes a little bit of knowledge about him. Uh, you know, you mm. have to understand what happened in Daredevil previously, with all of his encounters with Kingpin and all that. Um, this is, you know, after the fact where Kingpin is just like dying for revenge and doesn't care about, you know, what the cost is. Um, he's still very interesting, just in the man that, you know, he has such displays of will. Like, that's always why he's been interesting to me in the fact that he's, like, he's, he's, a he's like, a oh, why can't I think of it? Uh, from Usual Suspects, the, 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 the uh, Kaiser Soze. He's kind of like that mm-hmm. figure, the Kaiser Soze, where, you know, you know, do whatever it takes. Once he's decided something should be done, it doesn't matter what gets in the way. <sighs> Do you think it shows its age at all? I mean, it's almost 30 years old at this point. Yeah. It's, um, I'd say despite that age, it's still very, very good. Mm-hmm. I do, 
it, hmm. I don't know. There's still plenty of media that doesn't feel too different than this. This still works surprisingly well. Yeah. That I think if it weren't for our criticisms, this could fit in very well nowadays. I don't think it would be, I mean, it's certainly powerful. It's certainly a good story. I don't know that it would, I mean, the, the story just was so long ago that it was so influential mm-hmm. that there wasn't enough like this in comics that it really changed the trajectory of so many things. People would certainly be less impressed nowadays, but it's still an incredibly excellent story. What about up? it feels dated to you? Mm. I don't think it really does. This, I mean, uh, the uh, you shifted the things, a few things around about it. It would be mm-hmm. indistinguishable. Like Nuke, said yeah. he's he's not a veteran of Vietnam. He's just a veteran of Afghanistan yes. or Iraq. You know that you we just, keep having those wars. Yep, we just keep doing that. Um, you know, and I mean the television show, it's eliminated. It doesn't have Nuke in it. Doesn't have that more fantastical element in it. Um. But a lot of that is is pure. That the tone, the corruption, you know, the the media, the Ben Eric as a reporter trying to get the word out and then fighting off everyone seemingly in the Kingpin's pocket. Heavy violence. Do you want to talk about the show a little bit, Eric? We can try and keep uh, it. We can seems... try and keep it spoiler free as much as we can. You, it would spoil it for you, even. Well, the ending. If there, I, I've seen three quarters of it, but I mean, I know enough about it to we can at least discuss, you know, the tones and the, the tone and the themes, all that stuff. It really does feel like it's taking an awful lot from this. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I think you're hitting it right on the head that it's less. It's not this exact story, but it takes a lot, of, a lot of it tonally. Mm-hmm. That's what's interesting about it. Do you do you like you like the show? Yeah, it's uh it's good. I wish you would watch it so I could we could talk about the ending because mm-hmm. I think it's really got some issues. Okay. Well, when when I do, we will. I think the interesting most interesting thing about the show to me is Kingpin. Oh god, he's easily the most interesting thing. The, a lot of the other characters are almost boring and I think Vincent D'Onofrio more or less carries it in a lot of ways. No, he, he's fascinating in that role. And they make him so vulnerable, and it's odd that it works as well as it does. Yeah, someone had like tweeted. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Tell me about tweets. No, someone had tweeted, like, it's strange to think, like, this strange that they find themselves thinking, I really hope Kingpin's date goes well tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, you find yourself going, like, I hope his dates are, I hope, you know, you know, I want him to be happy. I want him to have a, a lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they he's more three-dimensional. I mean, that I think that Kingpin is more fleshed out than this Kingpin is to a certain extent. Oh, definitely. This like I said, this one's this one's mustache twirly villain. Mm-hmm. He's not I don't want to say he's a excuse me. I I don't want to say he's a, a a prop necessarily or but he may just be a stereotype. He's just he's flatter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got he's got some nuance because he's supposed to be this man of like intensity and character and uh, all this richness. But 
he's just like bad guy to the core. Yeah. You know, he doesn't do things for reasons other than, well, I'm a bad guy and I'm going to do bad things. And that's what's interesting. That, that's really where the Daredevil show works is, God, he's just such an interesting character. It's like, oh, well, he wants this thing and he wants to meet this woman and he is, you know, he's he's got these interactions with these people in his, uh, in his criminal organization and, you know, here's his backstory. It's just, He's just so interesting. You did get to see his backstory already. You had yeah. to have. Yeah, I saw him with his, with his father. It's really, really remarkable. Yeah, it is. And I, that's, I mean, they have to, I think the thing I like about it is when, I like it whenever any kind of fiction does this. Like, and I always, I, uh, always think to, um, Serenity, the Firefly movie, mm-hmm. when, uh, they're being chased by that, uh, it's not really a bounty hunter, but the the, the hired the, the 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 guy who's trying to catch them in the movie. The he's, scary black guy. Yeah, yeah. And they, well, I think they. Believe I only him. I only say that because there was a bounty hunter that was also scary black guy in the series. Yeah, then this, but he's I forget the exact terminology I use from like true believer or something along those lines. He believes like in mm-hmm. the, he thinks he knows he believes that what he's doing is for the greater good. Yes. And that's, that's the, always the most interesting villains are when they, mm-hmm. they're not, and the, the, the Kingpin in, in, in Born Again, he's driven entirely by revenge and rage at what Daredevil yeah. has done to him previously. And that is what you have to, you have to, you know, he's writing this assuming you know about Kingpin already. You know their interactions with Daredevil. You know that Daredevil's already tried to bring him down, succeeded on a certain level, and now, now that Kingpin has some information, knows that Daredevil is Matt Murdock, he's going to do whatever's necessary to get that revenge. And there, and you only get that kind of Kaiser Soze gangster man of power and of will who just wants revenge regardless of cost. You don't really get the nuance of the vulner, you don't get any vulnerability mm-hmm. like you do in the, in the, in the show. Emotionally, emotional vulnerability. Cause I think in the show, as far as I've gotten, at least he's still physically very imposing. Um, they are both very violent. Even the, I mean, the show one ups the violence in this. Yeah, it does. This is actually relatively tame. Yeah. No one's getting their head smashed into paste in a car door. Can't be a pleasant way to go. Eh. After, after the, maybe the third one, you wouldn't feel it anymore anyway. You'd be unconscious. Like in theory. Hmm. Doesn't matter. By the end of it, you're not going to remember too much of it. No, you're not. But, I don't know, Frank, it's interesting that Frank Miller has set the tone for Daredevil ever, I mean, only very recently with the Mark Wade, Chris Somney stuff, has it even deviated a little from dark and and grim and violent. I mean, Wade's insomni stuff is the in like for thirty years, Daredevil has been even from from Frank Miller to Anna Senti to Brian Michael Bendis to Ed Brubaker, like all the well known runs of it are exceedingly grim and dark and bad things happen to Matt Murdock. And uh, it seems like Frank Miller set the tone there. Like, it's just like, this is here. It works. So just do it. You'll be fine. Would this be the first Daredevil book you recommend somebody? They want to get into the character? It's an excellent starting point. One of the first stories I ever read. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd say it's a good one. Yeah. 
particularly if you don't think women are people. <laughs> it's true. It's it's it it's easy-ish enough to ignore, honestly. Yeah. If I mean, at the time, it probably was no different than anything else. Like, yeah, uh, it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's only in hindsight that we realize how terrible it is. Like, super his superhero comics have been pretty terrible towards women. Over, like, only very recently have they actually has it been decent at all for the most part. Mm-hmm. Oh, comics. Why is the sound effect fap in this too much? It is a lot. It, the punching sounds like punching body bags. is fap. Yeah, there's a lot of fap in this. Well. Had a lot been, of fapping. If it hadn't been popularized otherwise, you wouldn't have noticed it at all. Well, I understand that. Frank Miller knew that it'd become popular on the internet in the 2000s, and he wanted it to be funny in hindsight. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a prophet. It's like that picture of the Joker when he's talking about laughing at his boner. Don't know what you you're know talking, what about. talking about. Do not you know never what saw that? Nope. That it was apparently, like, even Homer Simpson said it in an early Simpsons episode, that Boner used to be like, oh, a, f- a caper or a scheme, and you screw it up. Oh, okay, like you yeah. you make a big mistake. Yeah, yeah. You pull, that's, that's, that's pulling a Boner. Yeah, uh, that is in some Simpsons Pulling a Boner episodes. means something else now. It does indeed. And for those of you that are not, you know, 14, you should Google that if you haven't seen it. It's the joker getting angry because batman's laughing at his boner i think i'd recommend this with the caveat about female characters Mm. i think anybody who likes this show would definitely enjoy it but there is the problem with the female characters but you know just have to put a disclaimer there little asterisk asterisks put it put an obelisk beside it Mm mm-hmm Dogmatics. Yep. Comic book jokes. That's what this comic book needed is a little dog. Mm-hmm. It did need a little a little dog that cries when trees fall over. And then it would probably if it was in this comic, it'd probably be murdered. Mm-hmm. Kingpin would have Matt Murdock's dog killed in some kind of ironic way. Kingpin would want some magic potion. Kingpin's a lot like Obelix. He is. Yeah, it's a lot like Obelix. Lifts 300 pounds over his head. Military press. Yeah. Why not? It's uh, That is difficult to do. Not if you're really strong. <laughs> That's then all, then it's, it's pretty easy. You know, it's all it takes. This is be insanely strong. He's also the size of a boat, so... He's a large man. Yeah. I think Vincent Offer is probably the closest they could possibly get to someone. Unless they actually He's, hired the mountain or something along those lines. The problem is the mountain's then, not fat. Yeah, no, fatten him up. Yep. Have him eat some burritos. Yeah, he'd have to eat a lot of burritos. Have to have a couple of cheat days. You know something that really makes me happy about this edition that we both read? Mm-hmm. Is the color. That it's clearly been recolored because there's no way it looked this clean. Mm-hmm back in the 80s but it feels really true to the era like the color is hideous but that's what makes it so good mm-hmm. you know everything's in bright crazy technicolor it's all bright red and bright yellow and orange and turquoise mm-hmm. 
it's incredible. And it, I don't think it would be the same way without it. You have to have the crazy, ugly color. I mean, if you're going to have a comic, it's just, I don't know. The reds in this are just the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the reds, they are the reddiest. The owls, they are the hootiest. The, the, the page where Kingpin's on his boat and the, the mm-hmm. sky's red behind him. That is a panel right there. He's in his, in his, uh, in his Kingpin size flip flops. Mm hmm. Oh. Anything else you'd like to discuss, sir? Hmm. I don't think so. I'm feeling fairly wrapped up here. Yeah. It's a very good book. It's a very good comic. It's, 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 it's as essential a Daredevil story as there is an essential story, I would say. Mm. Absolutely. Okay, folks. So that'll wrap us up on some Daredevils. Daredevil's Born Again. Frank Miller, David Mazzucchelli. It's a great comic, despite the fact that there's uh, some female female trouble. <laughs> is that what they call it? Yeah, I think that is what they called it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great, great fun comic. Fun, not fun. Grim, dark, serious. Mm. I'm the goddamn Daredevil. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it doesn't go quite that far, which is why it's good and not bad. But next week, we are going to do The Sixth Gun, issues 1 through 11. The first two trades, uh, Colin Bunn, David Hurt, uh, Supernatural Western. Uh, but it's gonna, it's gonna, it'll warm us up for what's coming for episode 100 to away. We got a special treat for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's Come gonna on. be mostly about pirates. <laughs> That's a teaser. <laughs> He's not wrong. I know, I know, I know what he's talking about. Not wrong. So Mm -hmm. you guys can try and glean from that, but I'm already excited about it. Next week, Six Gun. Check it out. Read it. Um, let's know what you think. Uh, I think with that, we can draw this episode to a close. I can put Eric to Betty by. Pull the blanket. Um, I'm going, I'll be lucky if I can make it to bed. I'm going to faint. Uh, we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You'll find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Uh, you'll find uh, us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please uh, rate and subscribe to us. We It really helps us out. gets new listeners. We uh, definitely like that. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Twitter at HBCHour. Tweet at us there. Any comic book thoughts, we'd like to hear from you guys. You can email us, handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Reach out to us there as well. You can find me on Twitter at Mixmaster Cheryl. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. You can look at all the pictures of energy drinks I post. Contains no juice. It'd be a real shame if it did. Mm-hmm. Eric, where can they find you online? Why? You can just point your browserino to freewillunlimited.com. Take a look at my portfolio. You can also... Go to ericzgoodnight.com and see all the other crazy shenanigans I get up to online, including Tumblr and Pinterest. And you can tweet at me. Twitter handle is Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R, Bad Example. With that, folks, we will call it a night. Have a good one. Rock and roll.